Dr. B first. I'm your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Aaron Wiseman, and I am just pumped to be back with you for another episode. If you are feeling a little bit down, a little bit discouraged, a little bit burned out, well, you are in the right freaking place, my friend, because here on Dr. Me First, we focus on going from all of those things into getting inspiration from each other, seeing life maybe a little bit differently with some clarity, and hopefully giving you some confidence and some courage to go out in the world and just take it by the jugular. Because you really can love your life and your work. It can be joy-filled, sustainable, and one that you jump out of bed for every single day. And that's my mission, honestly, is to help all y'all realize that the drudgery that you're in is self-imposed. And it can change. So glad for you to join me on this episode. If you don't know Dr. Jill Wiener, you either, one, haven't been listening to the podcast long enough because... To date, she has been the most recorded guest that I've had, or you've been hiding under a rock somewhere. So we're going to take care of that today. We're going to get into this conversation and we're going to talk about tapping and how I tried it and sucked at it and it didn't help. But then I'm going to tell you how I did a one-on-one with Jill and the kick of encouragement and it changed my freaking life. So let's get into this conversation. Here we go. Welcome to the podcast, Miss Chicago Bulls, Three Peter, Dr. Jill Wiener. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys have been listening to the podcast like a minute, you know that I love having Jill on here. And so we're going to do another episode today. But for the newbies who have not heard Jill on my podcast, why don't you tell them about yourself, Jill? Thank you for having me again. I want to do the like Saturday Night Live Five Timers Club. You know how they have that? Yes, I should I'm have that. Driving for that now. Um, so I am Jill Wiener. I was a hospitalist for 10 years at Rush in Chicago. And I got burnt out in 2011. Became, went from most skeptical to meditating in, you know, four days. I uh, learned to meditate uh, when I was really burnt out and it changed my life, made me happy, made me successful, helped me be, stay successful in my career. Then I decided to become a teacher in that tradition and a few steps down the line decided to stop my clinical practice and focus full-time on, on physician wellness, primarily through meditation, but also through another technique, which we're going to talk about today called tapping. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. So I will link in the show notes to her past episodes about meditation and the one where I also talk about going from being a skeptic to a meditator. And uh, y'all need to listen to that. But yeah, we're going to shift gears today and we're talking about tapping. So where'd you pick this up from? I first heard about tapping um, at a, I was teaching my course, my meditation course at a conference for women physicians in Colorado. And they brought in as the other main speakers, a psychiatrist and a psychologist who work at the VA with trauma patients dealing with PTSD. And they were talking about uh, tapping, which is also called the emotional freedom technique and other things like heart math and, and, and a few other similar type techniques. So my first exposure to it was super 
clinical. It wasn't anything energy work or anything like that, but there are also people who are exposed to it in that way. So that was my first exposure to it. Thought it sounded really cool. I thought maybe I, maybe I should get trained in this. This sounds really great. But then the training was, the, the women were far away in, in Colorado. And then I met another woman in Atlanta who was a tapping coach. And we sat down to have coffee and I was going through some stuff in my life and was feeling like, you know, this, this weird thing, which I don't really do anymore, but I'm the meditation teacher. I'm supposed to be perfect and I'm not supposed to be vulnerable or admit when things are going wrong in my life. So I was like holding it all in and not telling anyone. And I met with her and I just was like, and I just was like, I cannot tell a lie. And I told her everything that had been going on. And she said, you know what, Jill, let's just do one tapping session. Let me just get you over this because this is, you've gone through a trauma and whatever. And um, we did one tapping session. And after 60 minutes with her, um, it was, I think it was even Zoom, that first session. I felt like myself again for the first time in months. And it was this very powerful, holy crap, I can't believe this has worked so well. Um, and so I signed on to work with her and, and have been, and then she eventually became the woman who trained me to be a tapping practitioner. Um, so yeah, it, that was my, my progression with it. You know what? That's so many things in my own life. It's like I have to go through my own healing with it. I have to like use it as my tool yeah. before I can pass it off to someone else. And I'm so excited to see that's how you do it too. Yeah, exactly. And you have to know what I, I feel like you, I mean, you don't have to know, but it's very helpful to know what you're recommending for your clients and what you're, and to have gone through the process yourself so that you know you know, oh yeah, I went through that. Don't worry. That's something I'm familiar with. And I actually find that with meditation a lot. People take my meditation course thinking that they're going to then use that with their clients or their patients or that they want to become teachers right away. And I'm like, well, you have to, you've got to just meditate for a couple of years and let that happen and let that work its way with magic through your life before you even think about becoming a teacher in this tradition because it is such an intensive process. So yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. I think that's partly just the personality type too of a lot of us is like the see one, do one, teach one mentality. Sure. Yeah. We still, it's still in us and we don't want to take the time, you know, it's like see one, do one, teach one. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think there are definitely certain things where it's fine to do that. Um, one of the things I do love about tapping is that it is pretty easy to do on your own. Um, and I, I, I try to have all the tools that I use with my clients be very empowering and very easy for them to do on their own once they've learned how to do it. So I do like that. And you can actually Google tapping for, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is that you want, and you'll find something there. Um, there's just different levels to it. So you can do it on a very basic level without very much background or experience, or you can go really, really, really in depth on the, the other end of that spectrum is the one-on-one -on -one sessions that I do. Yeah. So we're going to go Aaron Wiseman, like vulnerability moment right now, yeah. um, telling the audience. So I was one of your beta testers for the tapping course. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't say that I was a flunky, but I would probably got a solid B if you like went back and looked at my coursework. <laughs> maybe not a B, a D is maybe better because I don't think it was B work. But anyway, and so like I really, I really struggled to connect with the tapping through the video, but now <clears throat> talking to you, I'm just wondering about like if the actual like one-on-one -on -one connection and like personalizing the 
the words as you say the things, yeah. if that would be helpful. So talking to our audience who may or may not be familiar with the tapping, kind of talk through the process and then maybe try to like help me problem solve where my block is with the sure, tapping. Of course, of course. So tapping, um, as I mentioned, is called the emotional freedom technique. And it, what it does is it uses acupressure, also called tapping, on meridians that are used in acupuncture or traditional Chinese medicine. A much more simplified view of acupuncture is certainly not a replacement for all the amazing training and practice that, that acupuncture is. Um, but basically, you tap on these energy points, and most of them are on the head and face and, and chest. And you tap on those, and as you're tapping, basically what you're doing is you want to try to pick an emotion that's, you're feeling something negative to some strength, to some amount of strength that it's bothering you enough. And you say things out loud over and over again about that negative emotion as you're tapping on the points. And so what that does as you're tapping on the points is it sends messages to the hippocampus, um, which is the, the, first, the first stop in the stress center, which is the one that's scouting the environment, always looking for things to determine if they are or are not stressful. The hippocampus doesn't know the past from the present, so it just thinks that everything stressful to you just happened. And so it tells the hippocampus, it's cool. This, I'm saying this out loud, these stressful things are actually not stressful, and it sends calming nerves to, signals to the hippocampus. So then it therefore, usually the way it works is the hippocampus is like, amygdala, this is stressful, go. And then the amygdala has the whole fight or flight. Now we're calming the hippocampus down so it doesn't send those messages to the amygdala and create a fight or flight response and turn it into something stressful and traumatizing. So you actually say out loud in the moment when you're feeling these stresses, you say these things out loud as you're tapping and you can keep it super simple or if you were working with someone, you can or if you're trained yourself, you can work by yourself and, and have it be really in-depth. You're saying these things, calming the nervous system down, and you're reprogramming, reformatting how your brain processes that event. And it is no longer seen as stressful. So, yeah, go ahead. And I guess that's where I got tripped up. Because, like, like, one of them was, like, you tapped on, I am so stressed out. You remember doing that video, like you do the I am. One about, yeah, well, there's one about anxiety, yeah, overwhelm. So there's a few. I don't know if stressed out was a, a specific one, but yeah. So, um, so like when I was doing that, it almost like stressed me out more. Does that mean that maybe I need to like change my wording, or what's your thoughts on that, Guru? So the way I, the way I mean, when when I work one on one with someone, they tell me what they're feeling, and I help them figure it out and we do a very individualized session. The way I have formatted the course, it's called um, tapped out, uh, tapping to, for physician burnout. And what the reason I, I did it the way I did it is because burnout isn't one size fits all and doctors aren't gonna feel the same way every day. Like I've surveyed hundreds of doctors and they're like, oh, it's overwhelm, it's feeling not valued, it's anxiety, it's anger, it's frustration. So. There's a lot of, even within one person, there's a lot of different emotions that go with burnout. And so the idea is, what am I feeling in this moment? Am I feeling frustrated, overwhelmed, anxious, angry, undervalued? Let me go in. So I have all those different modules in the, in the um, course. You pick the video that most closely resonates with how you're feeling, and then you tap through that um, that video. Eventually you, you get the hang of it and you can tap on whatever you want. And there's modules in there also on how to create your own tapping sequence. But right. 
So if you're feeling overwhelmed, then you would go to the overwhelm video and start tapping on overwhelm. If it starts to get worse, it's possible that the tapping is unmasking something else. And maybe that emotion is frustration or anger, or there's something else in you. Maybe you've chosen an emotion that doesn't quite fit as much. And when you do the, as we tap, we cut, we go through the sequence a couple times and then we always pause and reset and take a breath and ask ourselves if any other emotions come up. That's when I would say, what is this emotion that I'm feeling? And maybe, I don't know, can you remember what you were feeling? Was it? I think probably as you're saying that, it's probably frustration as okay. I was doing it. And, and I guess that's where I probably need one-on-one -on -one help then is like, I'm like, well, do I change it or do I just like fight through this? Yeah. So, so, and I, I go through this a little bit in the course, especially in that creating your own tapping sequence one, but if you have a new emotion that comes up, that's much stronger, that's your subconscious being like, here's what it's really about. And so then you would kind of, if you were tapping on overwhelm and you were down to a, a severity level of like five out of 10, but then all of a sudden you got really, really frustrated. Then you would say, okay, this is five out of 10. I'll come back and visit you overwhelmed when I'm done. Then you start a whole new tapping series on frustration and you would go to the tapping, the whole module on frustration and tap through that and, and monitor that until it gets down low enough to, you know, zero, one or a two. And then you'd be like, I wonder how that overwhelm is doing. And you would check in with that original emotion. Maybe the, maybe the overwhelm is gone because what was causing that was all the frustration. So there are different layers to it and it's kind of complex, but if something new comes up, that's even stronger. You want to just roll with that and start the whole process over again um, and, and go to a module that is most closely resembles that. And if you don't have a module that resembles that emotion, then you can create your own. I see. So, yeah. So maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe it was working and it brought up new stuff and I would just like, you know, me, I'm like, ha. Ah! The other thing that was kind of different when I first started the module was that you didn't start with like a positive mantra. You started with like the exactly I am overwhelmed right now, you know, and that was a little counterintuitive to me. Yeah, absolutely. So we can't, we, we're always sort of told, you know, keep the positive mental attitude and like tell yourself these, these affirmations and, and these positive things you want to happen. We want that to happen. We want to do that in our life. We don't, well, we don't want to ignore our negative emotions and squash them away because doing that just represses them and then it comes out in other ways. But yes, keep a positive attitude. But when you're tapping, if you're not recreating and experiencing and saying out loud that negative, that, those negative thoughts, that negativity, you're not correcting the way the brain is processing it. So you want to actually be in the moment and just Almost if you're not feeling that negative before you tap, conjure up how you were feeling in a difficult interaction or a different difficult moment, because that's how it's going to work better. You want to be in the throes of it as much as you can. So, um, is that because you want to be like in that neural pathway? So then you can actually yeah. change it. Exactly. Exactly. And then once you, and, you, and if it's like, I'm rubber, you're glue. If you start throwing positivity, but you're in the in the moment of this negativity, it's not going to, it's not going to stick. It'll just bounce right off. So you have to make room in your brain for the positivity. So once you get yourself down, we, we, we check a severity level, like a pain scale. Um, let's say your frustration when you start is at an eight and you start being like, I'm not frustrated at all. I love my job. Your brain is going to be like mentally flicking, flipping you the bird because it's not ready for that. It needs to process. It can't ignore what it's feeling. So once you process that, your severity level goes down from an eight down to like a three or below, then you've got some room for positivity. And those modules all have a second part with 
incorporating in some positive statements um, that will allow you to really start to feel kind of magical and good as you tap in those positive statements. You don't have to do the positivity, but you definitely don't want to do them before your brain is ready because it, it won't take. Right. Good pointers. I like that. Okay. Another weirdo Wiseman question is like you go through the different points, but what if there's like a point that I like want to do that's different? Is that okay to add in those points or is that like going to screw my energy fields? Is this a point that you're just kind of inventing on your own or there's one that just like one of the ones that are already in the sequence that you like? Sometimes I like tapping on other places. I don't know. I don't think it's going to ruin anything. Those aren't like the meridians that we do in tapping that I do on the course are the like standardized ones that, that have been shown to work. Mm-hmm. If there's something else you feel called to do, this the process is very intuitive. And if you want to do that, I I don't I don't think you're gonna break yourself. I don't think this you're is gonna the rebel. It. This is the rebel in me. Like, I don't want to tap there. I want to tap somewhere else. Yeah, so I just I wanted to make sure I wasn't gonna like throw my chi off or anything. I think it's fine. If you if you're doing that and you're not noticing any benefits, then you'll understand why. But yeah. Um another thing that's that's happened to me is like I've tried to tap through my own you can tap on phobias and traumas and stuff. So I tried tapping on a phobia. And it was very intense because it's like a phobia. And for whatever reason, I'd be doing the under the eye one. And for that, that one was just like making me like have a huge emotional release. So I stuck with that one as until that a huge emotional release passed. So if there's one of the ones even that I have sanctioned that are part of the technique that feel like, Ooh, this is just, this is working. I'm feeling emotional right now. It's really stirring me up. Then stay on that point. Um, uh, until that passes. And another thing, Aaron, too, is, is one thing I mentioned in the course, and then I do one-on-one, if, if I'm saying something that doesn't resonate, don't repeat it back. Because I'm, I'm tapping as your proxy. I'm saying things out as your proxy through a video where I'm not meeting you and talking to you in person. And if I'm saying, I'm frustrated because I'm tired of, uh, you know, people not caring about me as, as a doctor or whatever it is I'm saying, if that's not really true for you, just substitute, you know, pause it and think about what you would say instead, or just repeat something totally different out loud that does resonate because this is your brain. This is your, your process. And I'm, I'm doing my best to, to serve as, to, to be you, but I am, uh, there's a lot of intuition that comes with it, but it doesn't work as well. Yeah. Um, well, I see it kind of as it's a good, like bike with training wheels and if you like want to do the big downhills and take the training wheels off, like the one-on-one I think would be bangering for that. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I appreciate you filling up my crazy questions. If anybody else is interested in hopping into this, learning more, where they need to go? Uh, to my website, meditationinmedicine.com. Um, that's where I have all of my programs, um, my meditation programs and my tapping programs. This, this course is created specifically for burnout for doctors. And other, other uh, people who have used it will find themselves, uh, I know one of the, the clients um, who, who's used it uh, had a really difficult conversation. She's a surgeon and, and one of her patients called her and yelled at her about a, a bad outcome that was just something not preventable. It was just something that happened and just like lit into her. And afterwards she was feeling horrible. She used the tapping in that. I think she was feeling frustrated and and that helped her in that moment process that emotion and, and let it go. 
not a platitude of I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. This isn't important, but literally her brain had just stopped feeling that. And she had this sense of peace and, Oh, okay. There's nothing I could have done about that. That's frustrating. I'm going to move on and keep providing good care to my patients. So in the moment when those are happening, obviously you're not, she's not going to say, hold on patient on the phone. I'm going to start tapping now. But as soon as you can, while those feelings are feeling very rough, that's when you want to do it. And, and the course is designed to be similar enough with each different emotion that you can get the hang of it pretty quickly and not have to reinvent the wheel every time. And in the moment, either go on your phone and listen to it or just sneak off into a corner and, and do it when you're feeling bad. I think that's really important to say because really the practice of doctoring, we do have lots of micro traumas that happen yeah. to us. Yeah. I mean, I'm even sitting here thinking of like examples I could tap on right now. Right. Exactly. And, and you can use tapping. Once you get the hang of it, you can use it with your resident too and be like, what's your, how are you feeling right now? And she'll be like, I'm just so frustrated. And you'll be like, great. And you start going through, even though I'm so, you know, frustrated because my patient's mom yelled at me. Yelling at me. I love and accept myself. And then you go through it and then you're teaching them, you're modeling that behavior and recognizing emotions in the moment, but you're also giving them ways to process it in a really healthy way. God, I'm thinking about, I had a patient who showed up in my clinic when I was a resident who was drunk. And I didn't quite, like, I don't know. I've taken care of high patients, but when they're drunk, it's just, you can't have, particularly in the outpatient setting, it's different when it's an inpatient, you're kind of used to that. But when it's outpatient, you're trying to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. It's very confusing. So um, anyway, and I, that's one time where I cried and completely lost it in clinic. And so I, I feel like if I had had that as a tool in that moment, that would have been so helpful for me to just process what I was feeling. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I think so too. Well, that means I need to start practicing this yeah. so that then I can maybe pass it on. Well, Jill, thank you so much for coming on. It's always so much fun to have you on here as a friend. And so like I said, my guru and everything, meditation <laughs> and tapping. And I'm just so glad. Keep putting stuff out into the world. It's so fun to like marry like the science nerd brain with like the woo woo side. It is. It is. It's fun. And it's, it's really cool to do these things and they work. And, and, you know, I think uh, that woman I was talking about with the, the surgeon, she's just so not uh, like wellness oriented, you know, or an alternative, but she just like has taken to this stuff. I mean, she's a totally, you know, mom, surgeon, you know, yes, take names. Yeah. And then she's just, but her brain is like a sponge and she just takes this stuff in and she's loved the meditation as well. So uh, it's really, it's really cool to see when, when people like, like me who are not, I was not bred into this mindset. I was at all, you know, I didn't really start anything until I was in my mid thirties. And even when I finished my meditation teacher training, I still wasn't like into energy healing or, or, or tapping even would have seemed weird to me, you know? So even as a meditator, it still took a lot of time. So um, getting to experience firsthand these great techniques and then bringing them to people who ordinarily wouldn't wouldn't look for them or or be open to them even if they found them is, is really fun. So yeah, let me know if you have and there's a the Facebook group for the course. So if you have frustrations on there, then then share that and and then we can all learn from it. There you have it. That was our conversation that we recorded. 
But there was actually another conversation that happened about two weeks later. So I did this recording with Jill and I thought, you know what? I'm going to try one-on-one. I'm going to see if getting more specific will actually help me with this tapping stuff. And so I went online. I filled out her questionnaire, which you can do too. Uh, Venmoed her a little bit of money. And we jumped into it. And let me tell you, and I'm not just saying this because Jill's a good friend and I'm into this. I'm really honestly from the bottom of my heart telling you we did an hour of tapping together. And I walked away from that feeling like I had just processed through in a really, really good coaching session. I came into the session with several emotions about several different places in my life, and I walked away with more clarity than I had in a really long time. And I can tell you now, a month later, it's time for me to do another tapping session with Jill, just because I can see how really attacking those past traumas in my life and setting new neural pathways and how I process information now, hugely beneficial. Seriously, not lying whatsoever. I just really am amazed by this tool and the way that Jill helps me process with it. So just putting it out there, a palms up approach, Maybe something you want to try one-on-one, maybe trying the videos first and seeing if that helps. All that information is in the show notes. So I want you to go in there. And I want my kick of encouragement today to be one to remind you that it's okay to seek tools to help yourself. For so long, I thought I needed to fix myself. I thought that I had to be perfect. Did you notice that part that Jill mentioned at the beginning of her conversation where she felt like, well, she was the meditation teacher and she had to be perfect? Gosh, that resonates with me too. I'm the female physician. I have got to be perfect, both in mothering and in doctoring and in everything. Pinterest mom shit. But that's not the truth whatsoever. We are all human. We all need connection and community. And we all need help. And if we can just for a second pull the blinds aside and reach out to someone and say, what I really need in this moment, dot, 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 and ask for that very thing that we can, that we need, it's amazing how quickly life can shift. So I want you to think about that. I want you to think about two statements. I call them my I statements. So I feel, dot, dot, dot. And Jill was really good about identifying this in her tapping. And the second one is, I need dot, dot, dot. And anything can go in there. And it's not frivolous. And it's not unimportant. Whatever you feel that you need, you go for it. Because that's what your heart is telling you. That's what you need to succeed. That's the things that you need to settle so that you can move forward in your journey. So, I hope this episode was great for you. It was uber great for me. And I just want to remind you, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. Bye.